This is BizTalk, and I'm your host, Jim Lobato. When the economy changes, our customers' behaviors change. If you're selling, then chances are you've never sold during a recession. And if you're a sales manager, chances are you've never led during a recession. So chances are you don't know what behaviors you need to change in order to beat the economic slowdown. There's always been pressures to sell against. Lowering your price pressures, competition pressures, differentiation pressures. Now there's economic pressures. So it is safe to say, if you're in sales, you're selling under the worst conditions you have ever faced. I started to sell in 1980 in the Quad Cities. From junior high on, I grew up in a small town outside the Quad Cities. Now, the Quad Cities is located on the Iowa-Illinois border, separated by the Mississippi. On the Iowa side, you have Davenport, Bettendorf. On the Illinois side, Rock Island and Moline. Now, at the time, it was the farm implement capital of the world. That's because we had more construction and agricultural manufacturers concentrated in one area than any other place in the world. The Quad Cities was home to such companies as John Deere, International Harvester, GI Case, and Caterpillar Tractor. In good times, these people bought pickup trucks, vans, trucks, campers, and boats to fish on the Mississippi River. I can remember it's a unique time to grow up because you had a car you drove to work with, you had a car you drove the family to church with, And you also had that car that was kind of your souped-up hot rod you had parked in the garage that you worked on over the weekends. And then came along one of the last major recessions suffered in this country. The pharma collapse had caused the demand for tractors, combines, and other equipment basically to slow down, almost come to a screeching halt. In technical terms, the nation was in recession from January through July of 1980 and July from 1981 through November of 1982. And as the equipment manufacturers started to struggle with declining sales and profits, the unions were asked to make more concessions, often on top of other concessions they've already made. So when the unions decided they weren't going to give back any more, they went on strike. And for those of you who've been around unions and been in a factory town, you know what that means. The union pay doesn't come close to substitution for the pay that factory workers are getting when they're actually working. So everybody suffered but probably none more than International Harvester at the time. In 1979, the CEO for International Harvester was making 460000 That was in 1979, probably one of the highest paid CEOs at that time. And he pressured the union, the UAW, to make more concessions. They had enough and actually resolved to go on strike, and that strike lasted 172 days, one of the longest in UAW history. After that strike ended, the CEO was eventually gone, but so was International Harvester. And that was happening between 1979 and 1982 in the Quad Cities. In 1980, I get this brilliant idea, I'm going to go into sales and be on straight commission. On top of the manufacturing slowdown, the farm recession was forcing more farmers to go into bankruptcy. They were walking away from their farms. And for those of you who know anything about a farm, it's basically a manufacturing plant. They buy goods and services, and they turn them into other goods and services that they hope to sell. By November of 1982, unemployment in the Quad City metro area had reached a record 17.5%, nearly double from the year before. Did I tell you that this is the time I decided to get in the sales and get on straight commission? It wasn't a recession in the Quad Cities. It was a flat-out depression. So what I wanted to talk about today was what it would take to be selling during a recession, because I have some unique experience in that. And I went back and I looked over my journals and looked at some things, what exactly you could be doing during a recession. I've been fortunate in my career to take some really good notes along the way so I can look back and figure out what was I doing when actually recessions did hit and what could be done. 
First of all, you have to understand what a recession is. Everybody talks about it, but very few people really understand what it is. So let me give you the definition of that. It's just a period of economic growth where there's generally just a decline in the gross domestic product for two or more consecutive quarters. So when you, when you, when you actually say that definition, it doesn't sound so scary, does it? The gross domestic product, what is that? Well, it's the total market value of the final goods and services produced in a year, equal to the total consumer investing and government spending, plus the value of exports, minus the value of imports. The gross domestic product report is issued on the last day of each quarter. The growth in the GDP is what matters, and in the U.S., the GDP growth has historically averaged about 2.5 to 3% per year with some substantial deviations generally called a recession. So let me summarize this. A growth economy is an expansion economy versus a recession, which is a contracting economy. A recession is a slowdown, not a stoppage. People are still buying. Some industries are just affected more than others. So how does this translate to you? Well, it depends on what you're selling. If you're selling a need-it-and-want-it product, like food, you're probably okay. You may have to lower your prices a little bit to be competitive, but you're going to be okay. If you're selling a need-it-and-don't-want-it product, like insurance, well, it's going to be tougher getting appointments or tougher getting people to switch, which will leave you negotiating on lower price. If you're selling a don't-need-and-don't-want product, like credit protection, identity theft, long distance, well, in other words, you're in trouble. If you're selling don't need and want, like a luxury item, like a Rolex, well, you're just going to be selling less of those and probably at lower margins. Believe it or not, most of the salespeople in the country occupy the first two categories, selling needed and wanted or need it and don't want it. The problem is during a recession, everything seems like don't need and don't want. Looking back over my journals, I came up with a few things I was doing back then during these recessions that I wanted to pass along to you today. First of all, I did not have all the distractions of how bad things were. I had the local paper and the 10 o'clock news. That was fine. But now it's 24-7, and it's even delivered to your phone. So the difference today is you have to make a conscious choice to turn off the TV and turn off all the other distractions. Selling is a transfer of confidence and enthusiasm. You can't portray that if you're depressed about the layoffs, the stock market, the bankruptcies, and all the other negative news that's out there. Now, here's the effect of the news that comes at you 24-7. The threat of something is always greater than the something. Let me, let me cite a recent example. We were told we needed $700 billion to starve off a financial collapse, and we needed to get the money to relieve mortgage problems, and we needed it right away. So what's happened since then? I just happened to watch on C-SPAN the other day, and someone from Congress was grilling a Treasury Department executive because they wanted to know where the $350 billion that they already spent on these financial institutions, where did it go? What purpose was it spent on? See, they're fearful that it hasn't been spent for the purpose that it was intended for. Now, here's what I was thinking about. Hold on a second. We rushed this bill through Congress. We need $700 billion. We need to get it in the hands of the people. We need to get it in the hands of these mortgages, or else we're going to have financial collapse. $350 billion has been spent so far, but it hasn't gotten in the right places, and we haven't hit the collapse. You see, the threat of something is actually greater than the something. So looking back, one of the reasons I was successful selling during a recession is I didn't have all these distractions. Now, the other thing I didn't have when I started out selling anyway was a mortgage payment, a wife, children, or a 401k to worry about. So the only thing I could focus on was personal growth and helping my customers get better. So not only did I not have the media distractions, I had no other distractions. 
And I can hear yourself saying, well, that's fine for you, Jim, but today I do have a family. I do have friends. I do have a mortgage payment. I do have a 401k or what's left of it. I understand that, which simply means you can't waste a minute that's not invested with them or growing your book of business. Here's what I mean by that. During tough economic times, you're simply going to have to work harder and smarter through this. If you think you can sit out an inning or two and make it through this recession, you're about ready for a rude awakening. So if those people become a distraction, friends and family, and even your spouse at times become a distraction, what I suggest you do is sit down with them and explain to them what's going on in your career. Explain what's going on in the marketplace and explain to them that you need their help. And you need your help staying focused what you need to stay focused on, which is providing for them. This is only a condition that we're in, and this condition is not going to last forever. And you can work your way out of this, but you're going to need people's help to do that. So minimize the distractions. Separate yourself from the news. Focus on the things that you can control. So that's the first advice. The second advice, I was watching Warren Buffett on CNBC the other day. And he made a comment to that, the best investment you can make is one in yourself. So regardless of what's happening with you, you will always earn more than other people in your profession. That from Warren Buffett. I thought it was very relevant advice. So control the things you can control and stay focused on growth, both personally and professionally. Now, the three things you can grow on professionally are these. Number one, knowledge. Knowledge of your company, knowledge of your marketplace, knowledge of your customers' businesses, knowledge of the issues they face, and knowledge is how your products or services can actually help somebody. Skills, prospecting skills, getting appointment skills, asking questioning, listening skills, handling stalls and objections are the things you're going to need to bone up on during a recession. And lastly, attitude. There are enough prospects out there for me to succeed. I just need to go find them. That's the attitude you'll need during your recession. All growth comes in stages, and all growth takes those three things, an increase in knowledge, skills, and attitude. The other area you want to grow on in turbulent times is one of mental toughness. If you truly believe it's your job to help your customers grow their business, then you'll need to sell them for their own good. Why? Because cutting back, They run the risk of losing customers, losing market share, losing cash flow, profits, and sometimes even their business. My point is this. You can't save your way to prosperity. So get mentally tough on having different conversations with your customers. Now, to do that, you're going to have to be more assertive. Now, the problem I run into is that some salespeople, when I say that to them, they mistake assertiveness with aggressiveness. So let me give you the definition of both of those. To be aggressive means to attack. The Latin derivative of aggressive means to attack. And we don't want you attacking people. We want you to be more assertive. Which to be more assertive means to be bold or confident and not frightened to say what you truly believe. That's what assertiveness is all about. So check what you truly believe in. What are you confident about? So you can go forth and speak the truth, the stuff that you truly believe in. Be more assertive than more aggressive. So there's a couple tips. Just looking back over my journal of selling during a recession, of what you can do on the things you can control.